This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Career Talk on Business Radio. Welcome to Career Talk, your career insider. We are here on Business Radio, Sirius XM, channel 132. Hey, Thursday noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can call us right this second at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. I'm the career director for the Wharton MBA program for executives here in Philadelphia. I'm also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the book Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and See Success. We have Dana and Dan the dynamic duo in studio today who always make this show sound awesome and of course make it very fun so you got a question on any and all career topics we're here every thursday for you at 844-942-7866 and we're super excited about today's show because we are doing our military special you know every year about 200,000 U.S. military members transition back to the civilian world and workforce so if you are a transitioning military member a loved one or friend someone looking to hire from the stellar population you are on the right channel on today's show we'll be sharing tips resources and advice on how to make this a smooth process so stay tuned and of course If you've got a question, we'd love to tee that up right now at 844-942-7866. But first, we're going to go to our current news. So interestingly, a new Chuckster research study evaluated 51,000 references to determine the magic number of references needed for quality hires. Candidates who had three or fewer references showed significantly higher rates of turnover and no-shows on the first day of employment by 80%. So that's an interesting finding if you're looking to hire people about references. You need to be checking them. Now, keep in mind, this study was done by Chuckster, who is a company that does digital background uh, checks and looks for references. So there's a little bit of uh, perhaps bias in this survey, but it is true that that referrals are important. So if you're hiring in any capacity, you want to make sure you're doing that. But let's get back to our topic at hand. We are very, very excited to welcome back two great experts. Eric Stetson is a retired U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel. He has a master's in human resources education and is regional director for Four Block where he plans and delivers Four Blocks Career Readiness Program and Career Counseling Services to transitioning veterans by managing a team of eight instructors and numerous alumni. Ed Carr is a retired Sergeant First Class from the U.S. Army during his 23-year active duty career. He went on multiple deployments and held jobs as a combat medic and executive assistant and regional medical recruiting director. Ed joined Comcast NBC Universal team in 2016 and is currently a director for military and veteran affairs. Welcome back to Career Talk, gentlemen. Thanks. We're so excited you're both here. I know you've both been on the show and you've shared incredible tips. So first off, thank you for your service and thank you to all of our our military and veterans and their families who are listening. We love doing this show. We do we do military specials a few times a year because this is such an important population to tap into. Switchers are my favorite and military to civilian switches are things that are going on every day. 200,000 people are transitioning and in my opinion, these are some of the best hires that that you can bring into your company. So today we're going to talk all about how people can make this transition successfully, whether you're transitioning military or maybe you're a veteran out there who is looking to hire people or maybe you're a civilian looking to hire people and you don't know how to do it. Or perhaps you are a spouse who is looking to create a portable career. We have all of these great things we are teeing up in this hour. But most importantly, we want to hear from you. We are here every week on Career Talk for the listeners. So if you are in your car or you're listening to the show live Thursday noon Eastern, give us a call right now at 844-942-7866 because we want to take your questions on this topic. All right, so let's dive right in because we have so much to cover. I'm going to ask you guys, because you guys do this work every day to help transitioning veterans, what trends are you seeing? Is it getting better? Is, are, are more and more companies latching on to this idea that they, these are the best hires out there? What are you seeing? Well, uh, 
First on, thanks for having us back on. Uh, great to be back on the show. And I couldn't agree with you more in terms of uh, the mil- mil- military hires being great hires, basically because of what folks that uh, raise their right hand and join the service and serve successfully and, and, and left the service, what they bring to any organization, any team, uh, some inherent traits that they developed in the military, which benefit the workplace, benefit the team, benefit leadership. Uh, and those around them. So, um, you know, we love helping uh, veterans transition into, into professional careers. And um, when they get there, they prove themselves over and over and over again. I work with uh, companies in four different cities right now, uh, Boston, New York City, Philly, and D.C. And, and I'm, you know, glad to report that I'm seeing more and more cities understand the value of veterans, uh, what they inherently bring uh, to the job, to their careers. And so they're starting to see that, uh, you know, more and more, these are, these are folks really to spend time on. And accordingly, we're, we're starting to see companies spend more and more time on their internal veteran network and community building and getting smart on, uh, you know, how to find, hire, mentor, uh, bring veterans on board to be successful. So, I, you know, from my perspective, we're in an upward trend. Yeah, we were talking about this just before the show. And I was, of course, as always from you guys, learning a bunch of new things in this realm. As somebody who hasn't served and am still uh, learning in this area, I, one of the things I really wanted to talk about on today's show was how people who work in companies who are wanting to tap into the stellar population can do so. And, um, you know, Ed, we were talking about, first off, what's the difference between veteran-ready and veteran-friendly companies because there is a difference, and if you are in the military looking to transition, this is going to be an important difference. Right, yeah. So uh, veteran-friendly companies are, are – that that was the, the original term on companies that were focusing awareness on hiring people from the military community. And by military community, I'm including uh, veterans currently serving Guard and Reservists and military spouses, in addition to transitioning people out of people that are transitioning out of military service. Um, so veteran veteran friendly was the, the first term that came up. And then um, as we started to be very successful, um, and I think it's a good point here to put out that uh, veteran unemployment rate is at its all time low currently. It's about 2.7 percent. So. That is uh, that is a great um, number to have. It doesn't mean the work is over, um, but it, it, it's absolutely promising to see that that's where it's at. Um, and as as we started to hire more and more people from the military community, we recognize that you know there are some policies that we need to develop within our our companies uh, that basically uh, uh, made it an easier. Uh, place for employment for people of the Guard and Reserve specifically. Um, And so we did that at Comcast. Um, A lot of companies that started to develop policy, uh, they started to call themselves military ready. And that's where uh, the military ready term uh, came up. It's derived out of we recognize uh, our currently serving employees and we have policies and procedures in place that are specifically designed towards them. Yeah, and we're talking specifically about, hey, if you need to be deployed at a moment's notice, for example, Comcast yep. has a military concierge who you call up, and they take care of everything. And that that is very different from, I mean, military-friendly is great, but when you, you talk about military-ready, this is a company who has embraced that there are certain, perhaps, lifestyle things that, right. that they need to understand about the the person who's still serving in some way. So I think, I think that's great. I think if you're looking for a role and you can kind of determine if the company is military ready that's a great place to to start where would you find that out if you're looking at companies to find out if they're they're you know a lot of them say veteran friendly but how do you know if they're military ready um from my experience I, people that the, the companies that are recognizing themselves as or, or promoting that they're military ready they're they're not shying away from letting people in the military community know that so um, usually if you go on to their their websites and you they have a military focus page on their web within their website somewhere in there they'll talk about the policies they might not say the words military ready but you will know it based off looking at the different policies and and things that they have that they're talking about on the website mm-hmm. uh, 
Yeah, and I would also say that um, you see the companies that have partnerships with multiple uh, veteran support organizations. Uh, you can tell that they are reaching into the military community to work with veterans and support those operations. So they're, you can tell they're very serious about building that community and, and, and being ready uh, to work with military members and family members and spouses. Yeah, and I think that's one of the, the great places where transitioning military can start. Look for companies who have already invested in getting trained, learning to hire, and creating internal programs that support the ongoing needs of military military members and their families. And, and of course, we talked about a lot of companies. I mean, you could just Google this, Southwest Airlines, Detroit, Deloitte, Capital One, Booz Allen, Hamilton, of course, Comcast, P&G, and a lot of the major companies in the U.S. have already started doing this. And I think if you're looking to transition, finding a company who is already doing this, has already invested, has a training program, has recruiters on staff like they do, I know, um, at Comcast, who understand how to hire mm-hmm. veterans. This is is going to be a great place for you to start. Hey, you're just tuning in. You're listening to our military special on Career Talk, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. We want to hear from you. If you've got a question, maybe you're transitioning military, maybe you're a veteran who has transitioned and has some wise advice for those who are going through that process, or maybe you're a company who's looking to hire and you want to learn more about what you can do to get more involved to recruit this stellar population, you can give us a call all hour long at 844-942-7866. And on that note, um, we were talking a little bit before about getting trained. And one of the things that, that came up was the idea of of now SHRM, the Society for Human Resources Management, has a certification that will not only get you CEU credits, but also train you into working with this population. So can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah. So at Comcast NBC Universal, we were really happy to uh, partner with SHRM um, on developing a um, uh, HR professional certification course. We call it the Veteran at Work Certif- Certificate Program. Um, it's good for, it's free. It's on the SHRM website. Um, and it's it's good for up to 10 uh, PDCs, which are professional development credits for uh, SHRM professionals that can go towards their recertification. And the focus on the, the, the program is is it's based off of the policies that we recognize that we had to implement uh, for spe- specifically for uh, people from the Guard and the Reserve that are currently serving, that are our employees, in addition to military spouses that are working for our our, um, our, our company. Uh, military spouses also come with a lot of unique challenges um, to for employment, um, one of which being that they move uh, every few years due to the military service. So um, we we implemented some of that into the uh, Veterans at Work Certificate Program. And so, yeah, we're we're really happy about that. Yeah, and just to expand upon that, what Ed's talking about is, you know, these spouses um, go through multiple moves, uh, uprooting their families and then relocating within the PCS permanent change of station process. So what happens is these spouses really develop resilience, perseverance, adaptability, because they go through every two to three years operating the entire family and learning a new community, a new system that affects everybody in the family. And so I think that these spouses um, have developed some inherent skills and ability just through that experience that are really valuable in the workplace. So that's a great, great market for folks to tap into. Yeah, I want to I was going to talk about that later, but let's talk about it now because it's such an important part. And I know a lot of these companies that we've mentioned who are are hiring veterans are also very veteran spouse friendly Mm -hmm. as well and have a lot of programs for that population. But but yeah, this is this is a tough, tough position to be in when you're constantly moving and there's actually I've, I've done some research on this a lot of bias for example when you know you tell somebody an employer that you're a military spouse I've seen people who have not gotten hired for the sheer fact that the company thinks well you're not going to be here for very long so so let's talk a little bit about um, you know military spouses and some tips I think first and foremost when you're going for a job they're really unless you're going for a very specific job that's related to military spouses there's no need to put that in information out there you don't need to share you know if somebody asks you why did you relocate here I mean it's really easy to just say we relocated here for another opportunity for you know I mean you don't have to put it out there because we do know that there are some biases going on but one of the things that I think is a very cool thing 
Uh, portable careers is something we've talked about on this show. So, so creating a portable career that you can do anywhere is something that is is relatively new in terms of you know careers, and I think it's a very cool option for military spouses who can create using technology to get into you know a field that can be done from anywhere. So. I know there's a lot of resources that I've looked up that actually support this. So, for example, if you have to be reskilled, there's funding available from My Career Advancement Account Scholarship. If you have a license, for example, in one state and you move to another state, you can get uh, up to $500 reimbursement for relicensure or certification fees. So, there's all of these great resources for military spouses that I'm, you know, I'm learning about that. I'm thinking a lot of people haven't heard of. I, I think I, I owe my wife some information. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really, when you start digging around online, it's it's incredible yeah. Yeah. the support that is out there for this population and their families. Let me throw another one out uh, that I just learned of recently and, and saw it in action. A wonderful organization providing free uh, Skype-based in, uh, mock interview training for uh, military members and their family members. And this is Canderful. So if you go to candorful.org, uh, you can get uh, a series of free online uh, interview sessions against a specific job uh, with experts on the other end that are going to give you direct feedback on how you, how you did uh, for, you know, for that interview. So a great way to prepare for interviews that's uh, available to family members as well. And I did, um, you know, again, you know, me and me and my research part shows, but, you know, military-transition.org backslash resources. I literally came up with 20 pages of resources from mentor programs to podcasts to books to organizations that, that do a lot of free training to databases. I mean, you know, the free free certifications on things like, uh, computer programming. I mean, just everything you could possibly want. And I think, how do we do a better job about getting this information out to our transitioning military? Because there's so much out there. I could, you know, I, I think I broke the printer printing it all out for the show. <laughs> I, you know, my impression is that uh, uh, DOD and, and different posts and installations with uh, transition assistance are doing a better and better job with established um, personnel on on those locations to provide that information to family members. So, you know, we can always do better, but we are seeing positive momentum, oh, yeah. you know, in that direction with sharing that information with veterans, uh, specifically for the spouses. Yeah, there's been a lot of focus, uh, in the, I would say the last two years, um, focused on military spouses and employing military spouses. I mean, all the way from Washington, D.C. down, um, the past two administrations have had a focus on employing military spouses um, because they do, at the end of the day, recognize that the strength of the force is um, by having happy military families. Mm -hmm. And oh, I think I've read somewhere that one of the top reasons service members leave the, the force is because, you know, their spouse it, it, to, to basically plant roots so their spouse mm -hmm. can get, uh, you know, some meaningful employment. And so... Um, there's been a lot of focus. I tell people all the time as I'm going around talking in, to mil both transition and military people and military spouses, right now is probably the best time ever to be a transition and military person out of the military or a military spouse because of a lot of the of opportunities that you mentioned earlier. I mean, specifically, you could do two very large companies that are offering free training to them would be Microsoft and, and Salesforce two of the largest cloud-based, cloud platform-based companies out there um, that are generating, you know, employment opportunities and revenue streams for, um, for families. And they're offering it for free for military spouses to go through their training. Um, in, in, in the Salesforce case, 80% of those jobs are all remote. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I have, mean, we have a absolute a, great opportunity. Uh, sorry to interrupt. So, we have a spouse on our four block team. A military spouse and she's in germany right now uh, as our salesforce person for four block and you know she got that training through uh through through salesforce and uh i think it's a vet force vet force yeah uh, is, is the uh, the organization within that team that does that so we we share that with veterans and their spouses and uh salesforce user admin um training uh you know folks are coming out with that certification into jobs that are you know seventy thousand a year and up 
um, you know, full-time jobs and they can do it worldwide. Yeah. And that's the, I, I love the idea of the portable career, which, you know, is basically something you can do from, from anywhere, online tutor, application developer, website design, researcher, technical support. I mean, even now with, with podcasts and YouTube, I mean, you could be an online fitness instructor. You could do so many things yeah, yeah. as long as you have an internet connection. And I think that this is something that, that is, is, a huge opportunity and the fact that there's resources to get trained for free yep. is something that I think everybody should be looking into and taking advantage of. Hey, you're just tuning in. You're listening to our military special here on Career Talk, 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we're very excited to have two great experts back on the show. Eric Stetson is a retired U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel who is uh, – the regional director for Four Blocks Career Readiness Program and Counseling Services to Transitioning Veterans, and Ed Carr is a retired sergeant first class from the U.S. Army who has had a 23-year active duty career and is now director for Military and Veteran Affairs at Comcast NBC Universal. So you guys have worked with a ton of transitioning vets, both um, training them to interview, to do their resumes, LinkedIn, network, brand, as well as hire them. So let's let's really get into the meat of, of this process for people who are out there transitioning. And hey, if you're in that boat and you want to give us a call, maybe you have a specific question, maybe you've been struggling with finding a role, or maybe you've been successful and you've got some great advice you want want to share with other transitioning veterans or their spouses or family, you can give us a call all hour long if it's Thursday noon Eastern. We're live at 844-942-7866. Or you can also tweet at Dr. Don Graham on Twitter. We'd love to hear your question. All right. So we know that people in the military, here's my impression, is they're given a tremendous amount of responsibility uh, very early in their career. And, you know, essentially to me, that translates into a phenomenal worker in the workplace. The challenge that is there, that is apparently getting better, which is awesome, is how do you translate that experience into something in an office. And I think that's what you both do is you help people to do that. So let's kind of kick off with, you know, what if you're thinking your service is coming to an end, what is the first thing you want to do? What is the first thing you want to do to get ready for that transition? Well, first thing is, uh, you know, at least a year out, you need to start thinking about how you're going to deliberately prepare for that transition. You have to start to educate yourself about uh, the services, uh, opportunities that are out there to start that transition. You've got to start talking to people that are already on the outside, veterans who went before you. What I tell veterans is the most important thing you have is your veteran-to-veteran network because very rarely does a veteran uh, turn down a request to help someone, give them advice, talk to them, coach them, advise them. And through the veteran-veteran network, you start to learn about all the opportunities and the services and the programs that are out there that go beyond just the the standard transition program coming uh, out of the military. Um, A couple, you know, of those programs right off the top of my head that that come to mind, LinkedIn for Veterans. So when you're about uh, six months out from separation from the service, you want to go ahead and apply for your LinkedIn premium account for veterans, which you get free for one year. Six months using it and learning about prior to your separation date, six months afterwards uh, while you're still in that transition leave and trying to um, nail down your first job and your first career. ONET. ONET is a great resource for veterans to learn how to translate uh, military skills into civilian skills to learn about different industries, different job paths and career paths. Another very um, you know valuable tool. I already talked about Canderful. But start learning about the the VSOs, the veteran support organizations that are going to be in your geographic footprint when you separate. That uh, will are willing to catch you and coach you and help you onward to you know success. So, so a program like Four Block, for example. Exactly, exactly. You know, we 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 were operating in ten cities this fall. In in the spring, we'll be in fifteen cities and probably sixteen to eighteen cities by the. Uh, fall of, of 2020, thanks to, to the help of corporate partners like Comcast and others who make it possible for us to do it. By the way, Don, shout out to you for joining us, uh, Four Block and Comcast, last week. Your listeners should know that you were volunteering your time to do mock interviews with veterans. 
And uh, so definitely appreciated that. I, I love doing that. It is, it is like I said, the least I could do for what you guys do for us in our country. So, And I encourage everybody to do that because here's the thing. If you're an HR professional, recruiter, career coach, or you know, you're a hiring manager in any capacity, this is a great way to not only network and learn uh, more about this population, but to learn how to hire this population and learn how to bring these phenomenal – I mean, the experiences that of the people I spoke with <laughs> – at this event were just incredible. I mean, things yeah. that I will never do, uh, responsibilities at huge levels, and I'm just like, wow, you know. So helping them translate that into something that a, a corporation can, um, you know, really use is yeah. is a phenomenal I, experience. I, I think our, you know, more like I said earlier, more and more corporations are really realizing that that you know our junior enlisted um, servicemen and women who had you know three to six to eight years of time in the service and then they separate and they go back for their, uh, you know, a college education, or even if they don't, these folks bring um, a level of responsibility and experience and leadership and teamwork that is, it's kind of hard to match by the nature of what they've been, uh, what they've been through. And so that there's a, there's a value should be associated with that, that you're going to bring a person in and you're going to rapidly see them rise in your organization. And you're going to realize that you probably should have been paying them more and giving them more responsibility in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, that's what I, I see over and over. And the other thing that, that I do want to emphasize on this subject for veterans getting ready to get out, especially with women veterans, women veterans across the nation do not identify as veterans with the same frequency as their male counterparts. Interesting. And that's a problem. Yep. And they don't take advantage of the veteran support organizations out there at the same rate. So every, we all collectively need to change that paradigm. Uh, because they certainly deserve the same credit and they certainly have done the same things and they and they deserve the same support uh, coming out on the backside um, to start new careers, meaningful careers. Yeah, I, I would say one of the things I noticed about and I um, doing the mock interviews, I, I interviewed uh, both male and female transitioning military. And one of the things I realized is that I, I don't think they understand how incredible the things they've done are because as I would dig in and as I would say, well, you know, they they kind of gloss over this amazing experience, and I'm like, wait, 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 back up, tell me more about that. And as you dig in, you're like, holy cow, do you realize what you've done? And 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 they're just like, no, that was my job. This is what I do every day, and I put my life at risk, and this is what I do. And and so my first question is, how can we get uh, transitioning military to understand that what they're doing is ridiculously difficult? But very impressive to those of us who probably will never have those experience. And then, of course, translate it into something that a a civilian can understand. Because that was the biggest thing I've, I see when I volunteer with companies like 4Block. I think one of the best ways to, to accomplish that is is right around that 12-month window that Eric was, was talking about. When you know you're, you're, you're getting out. I, I always tell um, transition and service members, one of the first things you need to do is get a mentor. And while you have your advisors that are from the veteran network, I always try to, t- to stress to them, try to find somebody that did not serve. If you can find a mentor that did not serve, it will benefit you v- so much in the long run. And for one of the reasons, that one of the top things that be- it benefits them on is exactly what you just stated. Because as they go through what they've done in their career and their life stories, this mentor can pick out the things that are not normal. Because for for people that served in the military, that becomes the norm. All mm-hmm. those things that you just stated, and we don't see we we won't see anything significant in any of those. At those are just normal tasks that we do on a day to day basis. So by having somebody that did not serve, you're giving a new lens to everything that you've done in your career, and they can highlight and help you target things that are of interest to potential employers. I think that's one of the top or one of the 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 most important parts of having the mentor. I think the second most important part of having the mentor, and actually they're kind of equal, is through these conversations with this mentor, you need to focus in and narrow down what you want to do when you get out. Just because you were a truck driver in the Army for 20 years, you don't have to be a truck driver. Not that there's anything wrong with being a truck driver, but if you no longer want to be a truck driver, I was a medic. I do nothing medical now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so you have to have them discussion. You have to have those discussions on, you know, what do I want to do when I get out into this next career? And I have to have a strategy in place and, and, and attack it from about the six-month mark out 
you need to start attacking and going for what your next career move is going to do. Um, because it, it, it comes very, very quickly that, that last, the, the end of your military career goes very, very quickly. Yeah. And so, yeah, I do want to talk about that um, when we come back from break is how to figure out what the heck you want to do, because in the military, you're, you know, you're given assignments you're, and it's very different when you have this landscape of now I can do anything and what do I want to do? And I don't even know what a civilian job in a corporate office is like. How do I figure that out? But I, I definitely want to want to tap into that because in my opinion, not only for transitioning military, but for, for anyone who's a professional, figuring out what you want to do next can be incredibly difficult. And I think we want to tap into that. But before we do that, I want to say that is a great piece of advice. So so we want to get contacts and networks within the military who's transitioned to learn from them, but also getting a civilian mentor who can say, um, wow, yeah, that we don't do that. And that's pretty incredible. So Absolutely. you need to figure out how to get that on your resume or into your LinkedIn or into your interview answers, because that's that's pretty impressive. Right. And you want to make sure you're highlighting that. Hey, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk. It's our military special. I'm your host, Dr. John Graham, and we are going to go to our pre-break quiz. Quiz. There's a quiz. So, at one time, there was a 27th letter in the alphabet coming right after Z. We still use this character. It's on keyboards. We use it all the time, although it's no longer part of the alphabet. Do you know what this is? Do you know what this character is? Here's a hint. If you follow me on Twitter at Dr. Don Graham, I've used it in my tweet. So there's your hint. If you think you know, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. What was the 27th letter of the alphabet? Give us a call. We're on Career Talk. If it's Thursday, noon Eastern, we're live. You're listening to SiriusXM 132. We'll be right back. You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio. Welcome back to Career Talk, your career insider. We are here in Business Radio. We are powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, author of the book Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and See Success. Hey, if you haven't checked out my website, I've totally redesigned Dr. Don on careers.com. You can find everything there. You find links to podcasts. You can find all my Wharton business tips. You can find my Forbes articles. It's all there in one convenient place. And if you haven't read my book, you can also get a free audio chapter so definitely check that out but we're super excited because we love doing our military special because it is such a great way to give back to all of those heroes out there who have given so much to us and we are excited to have two experts here Eric Stetson and Ed Carr who both have served in the army and are now both in roles where they are helping transitioning military so can I ask you gentlemen um, where people can find more about you so Eric where can people find more about you and 4Block sure just go to 4Block.org uh, 4block.org has links to you know the program, our podcasts. Um, pretty soon in December, we're, we're going to be releasing a Compass app. So you'll be able to find the Compass app on your cell phone uh, if you're an app kind of person. And uh, it's going to be a great resource with all of our education material, all of our career transition material. It's going to be available really worldwide to anybody. Um, and we're excited about that because other organizations that are in the better space will be able to use that material to help their programs as well. Fantastic. And Ed, where can people learn more about you? Yeah, so they can go on to ComcastCareers.com uh, backslash military, ComcastCareers.com backslash military. And it has all kinds of information on site, including jobs that are available nationwide. Um, but it has a bunch, all, a whole lot of information on uh, the different uh, policies and initiatives that we have towards the military community. Yeah, and you were telling me about a new resource called Psych Armor that people might want to be aware of so yeah so psych armor uh, we partnered with psycharmor.org um, and uh, what we did with them is we we recognize that not every company has all the resources that we have to put behind uh, hiring people from the military community so we partnered with psych armor and we uh, created a employer school uh, on psych armor that's free for use for any other employer that wants to build that they decide they want to build a military recruiting program 
um, they can go on there and and basically learn from the tips and you know best practices that we found along the ways. Hey, if you're just tuning in and you are a company that is looking to learn more about hiring transitioning veterans, you can go get that resource for free. Where can they find that? Uh, it's on psycharmor.org. Psycharmor.org. And maybe you're out there listening and you're thinking, I actually have hired uh, someone from the military and it's the best decision I ever made. We want to hear your story. 844-942-7866. But right before the break, we talked about how the heck do you figure out what you want to do when you're essentially coming from a completely different world into one that you have no experience working in. So this is one of the hardest things, I think, for all job seekers, but certainly transitioning military. So what resources, advice, tips do you guys have for how to, to one, figure out what you want to do? Because what you did in the military may be not at all what you're going to do in the civilian world. Yeah, so picking up on Ed's point, you know, having a civilian mentor is, is a great help uh, with that. And also to his point of, you know, I did logistics or IT in the military, so that's what I'm going to do in the civilian world. Uh, not necessarily. You don't have to do that. Now, if you love it and you want to do it, go go for it. You know, make that transition. Uh, but what I get a lot from, uh, you know, Sergeant E5, Staff Sergeant, who's an infantryman, door kicker, is, uh, you know, he'll say, well, nobody wants to hire, you know, who's going to want to hire an infantryman? I mean, I, you know, I was in combat. I was, you know, an infantryman. And what we point out is there are a lot of different skill sets that you have that are behind that, that you employed and that you used and you experienced. And that's what you have to capitalize on. So for figuring out what you want to do, what we tell folks is often is look at everything in your military career. Think about the aspects that you enjoyed the most. What did you like doing the most day to day? What did you not enjoy or, or not like doing? And find that common thread. And then, ha- and then start to work to translate that into where can I do that in, in the civilian world? The other thing we tell folks is you've got to understand yourself. You have to understand the work environment and culture you want to be in. Do you, are you comfortable sitting at a cubicle all day? Or do you need to walk around and talk to people? Do you like some travel involved in your life? Um, what are your natural strengths? What are you good at? You know, think about that. Everybody's naturally good at, at certain things. And if your occupation, if your job and your career involves those natural strengths, you're going to have a higher uh, chance of being successful and satisfied in that line of work. Uh, on top of that, uh, I mentioned before ONET is another place for folks to go. And you can work through that process um, of identifying the possible jobs that you want to do that you're going to enjoy uh, doing next. And then just talking to as many people as you can about uh, different industries that are out there in the civilian world say, you know, I've heard of uh, quantitative finance. What does that mean? You know, this is your chance to have conversations and show curiosity and learn and read. And people are going to appreciate that. And it's actually going to make you more attractive to potential employers out there because you're demonstrating a willingness, a willingness to learn and grow versus just, um, you know, being ignorant about something and not admitting to it. Yeah, can I tap into ONET online for a second? Because this is a massive database. Like, if you're going to sit down and get on ONET, you're going to want to have some time. But ONET online is for for anybody. It has thousands of jobs. But the cool thing is it also has an assessment. So you can take an assessment to kind of figure out what categories you want to be in. And then when you do kind of narrow it down to some categories, it has future outlook. It has what type of education you might need. It has what types of skills you might want to to be thinking about bringing to the table for these jobs. And so it's it's a fantastic resource if for anybody who's maybe transitioning from the military, but also if you're looking to switch careers or you're coming right out of school and you're not sure what you want to do, this is a, a great place yeah. to start researching. We, the other thing that we spend a lot of time on in the 4Block program, uh, and, and you'll see this on podcasts with 4Block, uh, is we, we draw on Simon Sinek's work, you mm-hmm. know, find your why. Okay, when, when, once you know your why, your purpose, uh, your, your mission in life, what, you know, what really fires you up, that's going to point you in the direction of the vocation, the career that you want to be involved in. So one of the things you talked about to help figure out your next step, but I also think is important in actually obtaining that job, is boiling down your military experiences into transferable skills, essentially. So maybe, yes, you were a door kicker, you were in combat, but when you kind of boil that down, you realize that you led a team, you planned an operation, you um, you know had to have contingency plans, you had to make quick decisions based on limited data. So when you can boil it down to those transferable 
transferable skills, which are super valuable in a number of careers, then you can start to, one, not only figure out what you want to do, but something we also talked about before the show is to rebrand yourself yep. in a civilian-friendly manner. Because here's here's the hard truth. If you're a switcher in any way, whether it's military to civilian or changing industries or functions, it is your job to do the work for the hiring manager and the hiring team to show how you bring value to the role. So if you you come in with, I'm a door kicker and I've done all this stuff, you're relying on that person to do that work right. and figure out what all those transferable right. skills in. But if you come in and you say, you know, hey, I led a team and we had to build contingency plans for when things went wrong and we had very limited data where we had to make important decisions. I mean, that's stuff that an employer can really latch on to and see where you fit. And it's your job to do that. So how can, um, you know, if, if you're in the military and you're struggling with this, because this isn't easy. It isn't easy for anybody to see themselves differently. Uh, how do you do this? Where, where can they go to figure this out? I, I would say like one of the, so I think they go hand in hand. I think they go hand in hand with each other in the, th- the sense that once you recognize and, and narrow it down to what you want to do, and then you can identify the skill sets that are coming from your former military career that fit with this new venture that you want to pursue. I think it, then the next step is what, what it goes into is it, it translates into communication. And you need to figure out the way to, the, to, fi- to communicate that to a potential employer. And that could be – and the way I like to say it when, I, when I'm talking to transition and military people is um, – where you're going should be the cake, and the icing is actually your military career when it comes to where we're going. So the bulk of what you're telling potential employers when you're face-to-face with them, be it in an elevator or be it at a at a job fair or wherever it is, your front foot out should be what you're going to present to them as, as what you want to do for them, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, like I'll give a quick example if it's like, like project management – yeah, I'd like to really be a project manager for you. I have all these skill sets and, you know, risk management. And you just go through all the different different um, pillars of project management that you could take from your military career. Um, you know, running r- running a project within a budget and risk management and quality control and all those things. And you say, and then at the end it should be, and oh, yeah, I also served for 20 years in the United States military, which is that's what I – where I honed a lot of these skills is in my military career. But it, it shouldn't be, hi, I, I served for 20 years in the United States Army. Uh, I have all this leadership and all these skills. And, oh, yeah, by the way, I want to be a project manager. It, it should be the first wave. Yeah, match yeah. first, stand out second is always what we say here on Career Talk because the fact is is you have to grab their attention. You have to get their interest. Right. Do you solve their problems? Do you add value or impact to their team? And once they know that, then they're really interested in saying, okay, well, what else have you done and how do you stand out? And you say, well, I've had a 20-year military career where I kicked in doors and flew choppers. Like, wow. So in addition to all of these fantastic skills that are valuable to me, you have a lot of personality skills that are going to make you a fantastic hire. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely a really important point to talk about is the soft skills that uh, servicemen and women develop uh, during their time in the service because they see usually great leadership. Sometimes they see poor leadership. They see highly effective teams. Sometimes they see teams that are struggling. uh, And they have to maintain relationships in in a 360-degree fashion uh, in the military, sometimes under really stressful conditions. So uh, they tend not to appreciate the heightened uh, soft skills that they've developed in the service. So, you know, a simple exercise for a start point is, you know, take out all your NCOERs, all your OERs, all your awards, uh, your your evaluations. Your acronyms, because I don't know what any yeah, of those see, things are. Yeah, there we are, go. So exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, take, take so, out that, that uh, so, jargon that so, we don't understand. So take out your performance reviews. Um, take out any uh, documents that were written uh, for award recommendations. And start to write down and catalog everything that you did in the service, everything that you achieved, everything you were part a part of. Now go back through it and take out every military term, every acronym, and substitute in common English. And that becomes a starting document to work mm-hmm. with that you now you can show to a civilian. And you can say, do you understand this? what I'm saying in this? And then you can also have a, another person or another source like ONET or I think uh, LinkedIn for Veterans has some tools that will help you translate 
uh, those skills into what is, uh, you know, the equi- equivalent in uh, the, the business world. For instance, the word compliance. Okay, so we don't see the word compliance very often in the military. What, what does that mean in the military? Okay, so that's inspections, you know, meeting standards, making sure things are done um, the right way. So we call it the compliance. Uh, you know, the risk assessment, risk mitigation process in the military, very similar in, in, in process uh, to the civilian world, but find out what it's called in the civilian world. So you're going to do your research and start to figure out the language of the industry and the skill set that you have so that when you're speaking to someone, they understand you mm-hmm. and they understand that you've, you've done your education and your homework. So finding the civilians that can help you, finding the, the, the tools online that can help you, and spending time on that. And the earlier, the better. Uh, so you're not trying to jump through hoops as soon as you get out to do that. Yeah, and, love that. Recognizance. You can call it data collection research instead of calling it a mission. Call it initiative, objective, right. you know, something yeah. like that. It's it's really basic things that, that just seem to completely change the relationship between you and the hiring manager because you are essentially speaking their language going to connect you and that's going to be really important hey you're just tuning in you're listening to career talk 844 wharton 844-942-7866 we're doing our military special as a way to give back to all those men and women who have so bravely served as well as their families so if you've got a question maybe you're transitioning military a family member or maybe you've hired someone from the stellar population and you want to share your story, we'd love to hear from you. If it's Thursday noon Eastern, we're live, 844-942-7866. We have two fantastic guests who have been on this show before sharing all of these great tips. Um, Both are former military and are now helping our transitioning veterans, Ed Carr and Eric Stetson. And we have to answer our pre-break quiz. So, Dion, I've given you a lot of time to think about this, and I've even given you a hint. So, at one time, there was a 27th letter in the I, alphabet. I've got two vets staring at me now, so I'm kind of nervous, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody turned around and started looking at me. We're all looking at you, Dion. Go right, ahead. What, what was the letter that came after Z? Okay, see, here's the thing. I've been staring at, at, at this keyboard for a while. Yeah, so you're giving you a good yeah, hint. Because you said it was on the keyboard, so yep. that's good. Mm-hmm. So, there's one of two answers, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I watched a lot of Wheel of Fortune when I was a kid. And they give you the ampersand. So I'm going to say the, the, the ampersand. You're absolutely right. Dion is the man. Dion is the man. Yeah, with all that pressure, too. From, yeah, it was from, a lot of pressure. Yes. <laughs> uh, some combat veterans looking at you. So, yeah, by the early 19th century, the ampersand was the 27th letter in the alphabet coming right after Z. But without a title yet, it just read as and, which made, of course, reciting the alphabet difficult, where you said, you know, Z and and so kids started inserting the phrase and per se to distinguish it and over time it got blended together to sound more like ampersand and there you go is that before the song because it would be y and z and right yeah and 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 y Y and z no no be y z and and no uh (laughs) yeah you're right you're right i I did not find anything on the actual song but i'm just telling you that they're 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 actually trying to change the song. Have you heard about that? I have not. Do you tell? It's not good. Oh. They in, instead of like making the because where 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 it get where it gets towards where it gets towards the the actual middle and it's like it's all one word. L M N O P. Exactly. Yeah. They're trying to stop at L, and then M. And then it's really bad. Oh, that's a problem. It's yeah. it's really bad. Everybody knows it's Elemento P. Elemento is a very popular it's, it's letter. Good. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it works. I think we all we all got that. But yeah, all right. So there you go. Didn't know there's a twenty seventh letter. So I'm not sure how you would say that in you know Alpha Bravo. Delta Charlie. That's right. Yeah. How I, don't know. Know. I don't know. It's a good one. And, and. And, and. A lot of confusion there. Hey, you're listening to Sirius XM 132. This is Career Talk. We are doing our military special. And as we wrap up, I love to do speed rounds. And I know I did not warn either of you about this. That's good. So, um, <laughs> so let me tell you what speed round is. Speed round is our opportunity to do very quick tips that will help transitioning military. It can be on any and all topics. So it could be a website, a link. It can be a just quick tip that you have that you see all the time. So I will start and then we will just go around. If you don't have one, you could throw it back to me. But I love doing this because it's a great way to get lots of information 
in and uh, help our veterans. So, okay, so I'm going to go first. So one of the, here's a common challenge when you're transitioning military to civilian is that uh, you need to overcome your desire to list every single duty and assignment because very few hiring managers are going to read a resume that's more than one to two pages max. So you really need to target that resume to the tips, or sorry, to the uh, qualifications that are going to be most relevant. All right, who's up next? I'll Quick go. tip. All I'll right. go. So if you're within 12 months of getting out of the military, uh, look up onto the hiringourheroes.org website. Uh, if you have the opportunity to be part of the corporate fellowship program, uh, that is uh, one of the best opportunities to get into corporate America there is out there right now. Um, once again, it's called the corporate fellowship program. Find out more information on hiring our heroes dot org. Also, uh, I think they call it Skills Bridge uh, program in some places also, um, but definitely a good program. Uh, learn how to smile. Okay, Ooh. you got to smile Ooh. when you talk to people. Very important. We're very serious in the military. You got to smile when you meet people. Don't crush their hand with a handshake. It's not the kung fu grip. It's just a nice, firm, <laughs> polite handshake and a smile. Be warm. I love that. I'm going to tag on to your free LinkedIn because I've done a um, I wrote a book on switchers, which is very I know uh, you've been so good at about giving this out to to all of your transitioning military. And I did a course on LinkedIn. It's 70 minutes. It goes through the entire book of how to transition all the practical skills. It has worksheets, templates to help you draft your pitch and all of that stuff. So it's called switching your career. If you have a LinkedIn premium, which you should because you get it for free for the first year as a transitioning military, you can go on, take the course and come out with your pitch and uh, resumes and all that done. So there you go. I'm going to go right off of that since you you brought up your book. Um, I, I will say if you haven't read Switchers, read Switchers. And I and I, I, I say read it for the simple fact that when I received the copy of the book, it was specifically stated to me that it wasn't written for veterans um, or people transitioning out of the military. And I beg to differ every page that I read of that book because it totally – did fit everything that we go through because uh, we are switching. So uh, if you haven't picked up the book, please read it. It's great. I'm going to go to relationship building. Really important to build relationships. That's what life is all about. And so there's some great online you know, resources and, there's, and we're very you know, high tech and automated in this world with different sources that are that are great to use but at the end of the day it's still about building relationships so you know you're going to be out there you want to build relationships you want to maintain your your veteran to veteran network you want to figure out how you can help other people uh, where you can volunteer uh, because when you volunteer it, it, it there's a lot of good things behind volunteering so relationships volunteering and smile <laughs> can I go on to those relationships? Because yeah. that's a great point. Um, most cities have veteran, localized veteran organizations. Like, for example, here in Philadelphia, with the Greater Philadelphia Veterans Network. Yep. Uh, Atlanta has Vetlanta, um, just to name a few. So most most cities and, and communities have local veteran-focused uh, um, organizations that are not-for-profits. Get out there. Get involved with them. Get seen. Those are the leaders. Those are most likely the business leaders in your communities. Those are the people that know where the jobs are, where 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 um, opportunity is. Great, yep. great point. And they've been through the transition themselves, so they can coach you on how to do that translation of skills, and they can coach you on what happens in different industries. And you know, they want to help you. They want to see you uh, be successful. So. So network, network, network is a great way to wrap up the show. And, and that's great career advice for everyone. Well, I just want to thank you both for your service and especially for coming here today and sharing all these fantastic tips with our listeners. Of course, Dion and Dana, you guys make this show sound fabulous. And of course, to all of our listeners, we are here for you every week on Career Talk as your weekly career coach. So we will catch you next time. But you've been listening to SiriusXM Channel 132. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.